Good evening, everyone. We'll go ahead and call the meeting to order at 6 o'clock uh, for the Ventura Water Commission. Um, at this point, I'll hand it over to uh, Amanda for a roll call. Commissioner Amendola? Present. Commissioner Armbrister? Present. Commissioner Mulligan? Here. Commissioner Savage? Here. Vice Chair Ackerman? Here. Chair Aranio? Here. Okay. Um, since this is a special meeting tonight, and I see some people in the audience for clarification, I'm going to throw out a question to Miles so that we can make sure we understand the rules of how this is being set up and what's going on. You may notice in the agenda that there is no opportunity for public comment on anything such as a normal meeting, and also there's nothing on the agenda for um, commissioner discussion or items at the end of the agenda as there normally is. Also that this agenda was posted with less than four days notice. So we got a couple things here that are different than the normal routine, and I want to give an opportunity here for our attorney to uh, speak on this and why we're able to have this meeting and why this one's slightly different and what the rules are for it. Yes, good evening, uh, Chair Aranio and Commissioners. So this is a special meeting of the Water Commission. So typically, all the items you mentioned occur at the regular meetings of the Water Commission, uh, where there's an opportunity for public comment on uh, agenda items that are, uh, or items that are not listed on the agenda, um, as well as commissioner communications and whatnot. Um, for a special meeting, uh, we call it for just a limited purpose of whatever's needed uh, between the regular meetings, and that was necessary uh, to discuss the item tonight. And special meetings only require 24 um, hours advance notice. Um, and for this one, uh, the city provided uh, 48 hours, two days advance notice of the agenda and materials. So that's the differences with a special meeting compared to a regular meeting. Okay. So with that, I have one follow-up question um, that, that, caught, that triggered a mind. Uh, there was an agenda change this afternoon, and it didn't get posted until about 3 o'clock or 3.15 p.m. Does that trigger anything, or does that change anything? Are we allowed to remove something, but we can't add anything? So there was nothing um, modified to the agenda itself today. Um, what was posted was a supplemental uh, um, staff report or item, and this regularly happens um, for city council or commission meetings where it's just additional information to the staff report that's <coughs> added in advance to the meeting. We'll see that for city council meetings when they receive public comment. Uh, the city clerk will often do a supplemental packet around 4 p.m. the day of the city council meeting so that um, everybody can see the public comment that's come in on particular items in writing um, leading up to that meeting. So it wasn't a, a modification of the agenda itself, it was just uh, supplemental um, information, which is, which is okay to do um, after the agenda's been posted. Okay, so again, we're only allowed to talk about the one item that's on the agenda before us tonight, and that's the MOU with uh, Casitas. And uh, let's try and keep our comments to uh, focused on that. Also, as was received and noticed in the last meeting, uh, I'll make sure to call on each one of you for your comments so that uh, your message was received and our formality of it and how to proceed going forward. Chair Aronio, point of information, please. I have a question regarding the cover page of the agenda publication where it states the Water Commission's purpose. And 
I believe that is somewhat in conflict to what the municipal code states. <clears throat> Whereas the municipal code states, and that's under 2.460.030, it says the water commission shall have the power and it shall have and shall and shall be its duty, comma, to review. Whereas on the cover page of the agenda, it says water commission's purpose, and then it says review and make advisory recommendations. So it seems that what's on the agenda is watered down version of what the municipal code states. And I'm just wondering if we could get some clarification on that, what the duties and the powers are for the Water Commission. Okay, so I don't want to receive comments on this. I'm going to give you an opportunity, staff's heard, for a moment of clarification, and maybe at our November 28th meeting, we can have that clarified and brought back to us at that point. I don't think it's fair to put you on the spot. With, uh, yes, thank you. I'll have to go back and compare that. Thank you. Thank you. We'll get that addressed. Okay, let's move on to uh, item number one. All right, um, commissioners, thank you for joining us for this special meeting. We have a memorandum of understanding with Casitas Municipal Water District regarding water rates for the next three years. Um, I did want to mention tonight we have uh, some special members in the audience here in support. We have our own Mayor Joe Schrader here who is uh, in support as well as our General Manager for Casitas, Michael Flood. So they are here um, and Michael's here for any questions if we have any of Casitas. And so with that, I'll let our um, Water Resources Manager, Jennifer Trebo, move forward with the presentation. All right. Uh, okay. Good evening, uh, commissioners. Um, as just stated, I'm going to go over um, this MOU that we have developed with Casita staff. Um, just a little bit of background first. This was all in the staff report, but just want to <coughs> highlight that um, we do have an existing water services agreement um, that this MOU does not amend. This is an addition to. So um, water service agreement that um, addresses um, the city's annual purchases from Casitas and limits those to its in-district usage. Um, and it also limits our purchases when Casitas is in a shortage state in accordance with their WEEP. Um, Casitas has been in a stage three WEEP since we've signed the 2017 agreement. Um, and um, with those combination of t both of those things, the city's purchases from Casitas um, have been much lower since 2017 than in the five years prior to the 2017 agreement. Um, and with, with those lower purchases, obviously uh, less revenue from the city uh, to Casitas. Um, around the same time that we signed the uh, water services agreement, uh, Casitas uh, um, finished their rate study and, and went, went into a five-year uh, rate period. Um, that ended with our final rate increase on um, July 1, 2021. Um, and so right after that, they started their rate setting process uh, by uh, hiring a rate consultant, establishing an ad hoc committee. Um, and then um, this past spring, um, they uh, entered into a, a new rate study contract with a new consultant. Um, and then in June, um, what the board agendized, the board reviewed, uh, received a presentation on the proposed rate study um, and set a rate hearing for August 23rd. Um, and um, 
And this, the city expressed some concerns uh, about the rate study and the proposed rates uh, with Casita staff and the board. Um, and then in August, um, the, and as well as some other parties had concerns as well. Um, and then in August, the board, uh, they canceled the, um, the rate hearing for August 23rd and directed staff to um, revisit the capital facilities program um, and come back to the board. And so in September, uh, Casita staff came back to their board um, with uh, new uh, proposed reductions to the capital program, um, requested that the rate increase period be uh, limited to three years instead of five, um, and then the board accepted those changes and set a rate hearing for December. Um, and so as stated in the staff report, this was an improvement um, to the rates, uh, but um, City staff still felt like uh, we wanted to have continued conversations with Casita staff on uh, improving uh, the rate increase situation for the city. Um, and so we had several conversations between uh, city staff and Casita staff and came um, up with um, this idea of an MOU um, that would um, serve to help uh, Casitas. Uh, stabilize their revenue and have dependable revenue from the city uh, for the next three years. Um, and so uh, with that, um, the city wanted to make sure that we were uh, getting um, enough water for the amount of money that we were uh, paying in rate increases. And so we came up, uh, kind of settled on this, um, that the minimum purchase for 2024 will be 2200 and we ramp up a little bit each year on the minimum purchases uh, to 2600 by calendar year 2026. Um, and then, and this is a, a take or pay agreement, so we will be um, paying for this water whether we take it or not. We'll be charged uh, one twelfth of the fees over the course of the year, um, and the rate increases will occur uh, on January 1st of each year. And then just to highlight what I should have said in the staff report was that the MOU that was in the attachment um, is really the first draft. It's written in a common language uh, between staff. Um, Miles has not done his uh, full legal review of that, and so it will be uh, written in more uh, contract language um, after we, um, after the Water Commission kind of approves the concepts in the MOU. And then Casitas will have a chance to do their legal review as well. So just a little bit of a comparison in terms of um, unit costs. Um, so rather than focus on the total uh, costs, I, I decided it was easier to talk about uh, the, the changes and where we landed on the MOU in terms of unit costs. Um, and you can see that um, the concerns that city staff had with the original rate notice um, of the increasing per unit costs uh, through 2028, um, and this was based on the city taking 2,000 acre feet, uh, if the city were to take 2,000 acre feet of water. Um, and then uh, the revised uh, rate study here was a slight decrease in those rates and then shortening the increases to 2026. And then you can see um, a little bit lower rates uh, that are more in line uh, with our current um, per acre foot rates uh, with a little bit of an increase uh, over time. 
And then um, this is just to show um, in comparison to the, um, the city's budget for uh, uh, water rates or fees from uh, Casitas, um, what was in the rate study check-in uh, for this last check-in. And so these were the numbers that we had for um, the next three uh, fiscal years in terms of the budget. So um, for this year, um, there's a slight uh, decrease um, over the estimated fees and then um, uh, increase stepwise moving forward. So we'll update that when the next rate check-in. Um, so um, next steps will be after a discussion tonight if we uh, uh, Water Commission moves forward, um, then um, the, in terms of meetings, uh, calendar, the City Council meeting is December 4th. I'm not sure if Casitas Board will, will want to review it prior to that, but currently uh, City Council meeting is the 4th and the next uh, Casitas Board meeting is the 6th, um, and then their rate hearing will be on the 13th. So the objective would be to approve this MOU and have it uh, be effective uh, before the uh, rate hearing on December 13th. Uh, so the recommendations as we're in the staff report is to receive this written and oral presenta uh, presentation on this draft MOU, uh, review and provide comments on the draft MOU, and then make a recommendation to City Council to approve the draft MOU. With that, we'll take questions. Okay. Short and sweet. Thank you very much. I have a public speaker card or public comment card. We have one public speaker, Bert Handy. Well, with uh, the restrictions that are going on, what I'm saying is not directly going to apply to this, so what I say is not uh, really relevant to the issues right here. It's being very technical in regards to uh, some of the metering and stuff and the questions I had. Basically, I'll read it. So, I understand the Avenue Treatment Facility has a 10 million acre, or 10 million gallon pre-treatment storage pond and a 16 million gallon post-treatment water tank. I've also been told that the two meters, the 12 and 18 inch meters, are located in the area of Ventura Avenue and Main Street in Ventura. I have read that the line coming from Lake Casitas treatment facility is a gravity feed line, which junctions with a gravity feed line from the Foster Park Wells. I'm not really sure as to how this fits in in regards to the cost factor, my questions are, is there a meter on the gravity flow line coming from Casitas treatment facility before it combines with the gravity flow line from Foster Park? What is the estimated flow rate from Casitas in the gravity flow? With the available storage at the Avenue treatment facility, does that reduce the demand being computed by the Casitas water demand study? In other words, do they really need the flow that they're saying that those meters will actually provide because we're really not using the meters because they're so far away 
and we have 26 million gallons of storage before it hits those meters. Thank you. Okay. Mr. Crawford. Uh, my name is Dan Crawford. I'm a concerned Ventura voting resident. Um, and uh, with a lot of uh, project, uh, construction project experience, mainly uh, with water. And um, I'm kind of concerned about the rate increase. I see some big numbers here go pretty quick, 26, 28, almost double. I mean, a little bit less than, I mean, and with the thing, with what was just found out, I, I, well, I'm, I'm, I'll know more later, but the $182 million uh, underestimate for the water pier project, I believe that's going to uh, cause our water rates to go up too. So I'm really concerned uh, how much we're going to be paying for water. I, it, it, uh, I think there needs to be more time to review the recommendations from, from this, uh, this recommendation. That, that's, that's my position. Um, I think some of this was all of a sudden, there was supposed to be some other information at this meeting and it didn't, it's not here. They're not, they weren't ready for it. They were supposed to be ready, but it's not. And all of a sudden they changed it and all of a sudden, I, I don't know if, they're, if the actual process is being um, correct, the correct process for this recommendation. Um, if it isn't, then it shouldn't even be, shouldn't even be on, on, on the agenda. I, I, I do question that because uh, the thing is, there was, some, there was supposed to be information at this meeting and then they changed it, you know, uh, regarding the $182 million uh, underestimate of the uh, water pier project. And I have very, very, a lot of concerns with that um, because who's going to pay for that? Ventura residents? We, this is something we didn't even want. And you're going to put that on the shoulders of the, of the Ventura residents that have been paying for water that we've been using. This isn't our idea. We're not, we're not making money. We're not the developers or, or investors of these multi-units that are they're saying that's why we need the water pier. And the main thing is that this water pier project is purifying reclaimed sewage water. And there's a potential of contamination of our potable drinking water. Okay, I'm going to have to because we got to stay on one topic here. Okay. You know, I, I don't want to get in sideways with the Brown Act or get my attorney mad at me. Okay. So I've well, got to. Okay, we'll get back to the recommendation. Um, I'm just curious if, if, it, if all the procedures have been followed. For that right now, and is there time to review this before it's voted on? Okay. Because when I came here, the, the door was locked. <laughs> to come in here, it was locked. The only way I got in here was because someone left, and they were nice enough to open the door for me. But that, that door was locked. Okay. And I, I think that I think not enough people, not enough Ventura residents, really know what's going on with these commissions, and I think they really need to be involved because rates can. Are, are keep you know going up and up and up and and I think that's that's where more time is needed for the uh, thank you to review the recommendations. I, I can offer one clarification. I will let you know. Staff did contact me and let me know that there was going to be an agenda change because they had not yet assembled all the data that we as commission had asked for. They did a, absolutely the right thing. Don't come to me with a half baked cake and expect me to understand it. So I wanted to give them more time, let them have the time in order to do the analysis and present the information to us completely. So please don't think that there's any kind of game here or moving things around. 
staff just needed some more time in order to get all the information together, and they did the right thing by asking that we move that back and receive it at a later date. So it will come to you. You're not the only one who wants to see it. <laughs> it will come to you. Okay, um, the second thing I'm going to point out real quick, you're concerned about the rate increase. If you do the math on it real quick, you're looking at a 4.5% rate increase between 24 and 25 and a 5% rate increase. Uh, those are not even in place here. This is only for a three-year MOU that we're looking at. Yes, and that was a prior negotiation and that's been wheeled back. So this MOU that we're looking at tonight is for a three-year MOU with, with these rate increases. As a matter of fact, Jennifer, maybe you can put up slide number five. Uh, sorry, your numbers don't match my numbers. <laughs> okay, go yeah, forward one. one. Yeah. There you go, right there. So we're looking at the bottom row. It's the numbers that we're being asked to consider now as to where the current negotiations are. I didn't break any rules, did I? Kinda. <laughs> Um, no, that's fine. Generally, uh, when once somebody completes their public comment, you know that's that's pretty much it. I think a, a brief back and forward uh, is okay, but it's probably best to move on to uh, commissioner questions and uh, deliberation. Thank okay. you. So, with that, I am going to ask George. Would you please start off with uh, comments since you're at the far end, and we'll work our way this way. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. So. Today I had a conversation with Ms. Trebo. Thank you. We spent about an hour on the phone and we spoke about the MOU uh, as it's presented. And you know, I have some technical concerns that we discussed and then I also have some legal concerns as it's written. And it's difficult for me to elaborate in great detail over this in this public process because it's an ongoing negotiation and I don't want to be disruptive with that ongoing negotiation. Um, but I, I can point out some things that are of concern to me as I view it and from our conversation we spoke about this. Um, so we spoke about the monthly fixed charges in the SL and in number six. And let me just get there real quick, please. And in number six of the MOU, and keep in mind, this is a memorandum of understanding that supplements the 2017 agreement. And that agreement wasn't disclosed to the commission on the packet. And so in some ways, this MOU subordinates the terms of that agreement and we we haven't been disclosed that I have received a copy of it as of about 4:30 this afternoon but I haven't had a chance to review it and I think that's a material um, item for this discussion so in item number six and I'll just read it interruption of service if casitas cannot supply the city with water due to operational infrastructure or water quality issues, 
then the city will be excused from purchasing water during that period and the corresponding amount of water in acre feet and associated volumetric charges will be deducted from the annual minimum purchase amount identified in the attached schedule if purchases cannot be made up in the remainder of the year. Now, it's, it sounds pretty benign as you read it at face value, but a significant part of this agreement is for fixed charges. And if there's a service interruption, the city's still on the hook for the fixed charges. And as I go back to some other items in the agreement, or the MOU, there are also concerns about the availability of the water as a supply. And if there's an interruption of service, the city is still bound by an annual commitment. They're still bound to the fixed charges. And that's about as much detail as I'd like to get into here. But those are of great concern to me. I want to make sure I understand what you're saying and that we're able to get it addressed. So are, are you asking for or looking for or thinking that there should be better clarification as to what would be an event that could precipitate non-delivery, such as a force majeure or a stage, another stage three drought or some specific examples in parentheses to better quantify that, that paragraph? That's one element, yes, sir. Okay. Okay. Anything else? Well, the schedule of water rates, and this comes down to some of the legal review issues. I don't necessarily believe that this has been reviewed by inside council or outside council as it's been presented to us. Um, and so I'm wondering if we could confirm that, Chair, if this has undergone legal review. You wanna? So as Ms. Trebo mentioned, the MOU as it is right now is in draft form. It has not gone through legal review with the city or with the Casitas. We're still getting feedback and, and we'll do that with the final and that should be coming to you on the 28th. Okay, so here's my question then. Thank you. Chair, as far as the three recommendations, is it possible we could see those up on the, the board? Okay. Oh, sorry, Amanda. <laughs> so one is to receive the written report. Okay, the other is to review and provide comments. And the other is to make a recommendation to city council. And so at least at this stage, I would like to eliminate C. Understood. Okay, that's for consideration. Other commissioners have the right to discuss that or bring that up in their comments and we can see how that goes. Emily? Um, first, I would really like to commend staff for being extremely proactive from the beginning of trying to work out a, a negotiation with Casitas and really trying to come up with a great um, deal here of 
of being in everybody's best interest, and I just really wanted to acknowledge that. Um, the next thing that I wanted to do was talk about um, the district's uh, annual purchases historically and the in-district demand and how that is in the MOU and where we forecast being in the future and if you foresee what you're purchasing um, is in the MOU is where you're going to be at and if the demand for the city is is going to be um, increasing and if the water supply purchase is where that increase needs to be and if the um, city purchase or if the city increase is greater than that do you have the ability to um, do more groundwater extraction to compensate if instead of going over the MOU demands or allocations okay yeah so just so the the 2017 agreement uh, sets our allocations so sets the rules for how much water we can take but it doesn't tell Casitas or us how much water we will take um, and so that's where this MOU comes in is that uh, Casitas wanted a little bit more certainty on what the revenue stream from us is going to be. If you look at our past um, purchases from Acetus, it's a little up and down. It's dependent on uh, when we had groundwater availability. Uh, generally, in the last few years, our, our purchases have been lower, uh, about 2,300 acre feet per year over the last five years. However, there was a couple years in there where we had some wells down and we purchased, you know, became close to our being our in-district demand. Um, our in-district demands are about 3,500, around 3,500 acre-feet per year, between 3,500 and 4,000 recently. Um, that's been lower than from the past. Um, and so what we wanted to uh, accomplish with the MOU was to set a minimum that gave us a value of water um, that was uh, close to the value that we're receiving now, not uh, a huge difference. Um, and gives Casitas the revenue stability they need in terms of knowing how much water we're going to purchase from them, um, but also doesn't overcommit us in terms of how much water we're going to take from Casitas. So, um, if for, so for this next calendar year, it's 2,200 acre feet. If something happens and we need to take more water, we can take more water. Um, we'll pay the rates, um, as, as the MOU is written right now, um, we pay the, the rates that are in the MOU, the schedule of rates, uh, for water up to that 2,200 acre feet, and for water over the 2,200 acre feet, we would pay the volumetric rates that are in the rate study, uh, in the rate hearing notice. Um, that's how it's written now, um, and and so this the MOU does not preclude us from purchasing additional water. Um, the the 2017 agreement still stands in terms of uh, we have to stay in district. Um, usage and if and if Casitas were to enact a weep stage, we would reduce those. Um, even with our weep allocation reductions that we've had in the past for the multi-year drought, our allocations were higher than the minimums proposed in this agreement. Um, so staff felt that this was kind of a happy medium for both the city and Casitas in terms of uh, minimum purchases. Um, but again, doesn't it doesn't preclude the city from purchasing more water if we need to. Um, we haven't needed to in the in the recent past, um, but we may we may in the future uh, for a variety of reasons. Um, okay. Is that 
answer your questions. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else, Emily? Um, have you done an overall cost-benefit analysis of what the MOU is saving the city of Ventura and the ratepayers by so, having this? Yeah. So, well, um, in terms of the the total cost from the September um, the, the the rate study notice that's going to go to hearing on December 13th. The total costs um, are similar to what those what those total costs are. If we were to purchase 2,000 acre feet under those rates, we're we're matching that same cost, so that we're so Casitas gets the revenue that they estimated in the rate study. However, for that same amount of money, we get additional water. So for the first year, we get 200 acre feet additional water. For the second year, 400. For the third year, 600. So that's where I did it in terms of unit costs because the the total cost between the September uh, rates and the MOU were the same. There was some cost savings between the original uh, rate study notice and the September notice. Um, that was due to changes that Casitas Board made in terms of reducing their uh, capital expenditures and um, and shortening the period of the rate increase. Um, so I decided that it made more sense to do it in terms of, of unit costs. Okay. Thank you. Susan? I spent uh, many hours and a few spreadsheets going through the cost of service study in some detail. And um, I think the primary concern I had, and I think the MOU addresses it for now, is that wholesale customers and retail customers seem to be evaluated the same. And wholesale customers and retail customers create different costs on a water utility. You know, retail systems have lots of pipes, boosters, individual customers that need attention, um, sampling, uh, wells that um, it seems like ought to be segregated. Even um, customer service requires a lot more for retail customers. So I, I think when you look at this again in three years, you might consider um, how other utilities who have retail and wholesale customers address that and consider looking at it that way. Um, if you get the retail prices and the, whole, the wholesale prices up too high, it starts to actually be worth it to the city to buy more state project water. And this becomes a not a viable supply. But I don't think the city creates the same costs on you that retail customers do. So I would just suggest that in three years you, you take a look at that. In the meantime, I think the amount that this has been uh, brought down, I gave a lot of thought to it um, this afternoon. I, I think the city's gotten us there to where these make sense for the city as a customer, and I would be comfortable supporting it um, at this time. Okay. Um, first of all, a silly question, what is the unit that you're applying that to? <laughs> oh, we're doing acre feet per year. Okay. Dollars per acre foot. Yes. Sorry. Buckets per furlong yes. for Fortnite. I, I, yeah, I <laughs> want to make sure I was asking. Yeah, I did it because the, the rate, um, so just like when we bill our customers, because he just bills their uh, customers in HCF. So I did this dollars per acre foot so we can compare it to other water supplies. 
Now, if you go to the next slide, I just want to make sure I understand. So the additional cost that's in there for 25-26 also represents additional water that we're getting. Is that what it? So it does. It so goes up every year. So, so we're not, it's not just a rate increase on the same amount of flow, but on Correct. The Correct. And these, this, this, this uh, row here isn't, is the, what, what the city projected as part of our rate study and our rate check-in. Um, and so we assumed uh, 2,000 acre feet per year um, at the current rates, but with um, a nominal increase over time. We didn't know when we did our rate study and the rate check-in what Casitas rates were going to be. Um, and so that, this was our guess. But yes, you're right. These, these budgeted amounts were for 2,000 acre feet. So for this additional money here, we're getting um, 400 acre feet over that estimate and 600 feet over that estimate. There's actually more in there. Um, I guess I, I agree with some of your statements, by the way, about disaggregating the cost, but I don't think it's the time to do that. And I think it's a lot longer process to think about it. But because I was wondering the same thing when I read the race study and I, or tried to understand it. Um, I mean, we're talking about, about a 4% increase. There hasn't been an increase in 10 years. Is that what you said in there? No, the Casitas did their last rate study and did in 2021. Okay. So it's, only, it's been two years without a rate increase. Okay, so let's make sure I understood all that. And once again, right now we're guaranteeing to take about half. I mean, we, we can get up to, what, 5,800 acre feet from there officially? Is that... Um, with our, to, to stay within the district demands with current demands in the service area um, would be under 4,000. Okay. It, it, it varies, but... Urban Water Management Plan I was looking at and trying to understand. And then we have reductions that go down to 50% of that in, in the agreement, is that right? What's that? There are reductions over drought as much as 50% of that. So, any rate, yeah. at this point what we're guaranteeing is we're not guaranteeing all the water by any means and that's one of the things i wanted to worry about i other than that i i think i understand everyone's having challenges with rates because a lot of fixed costs as we reduce demands and that's true in the water industry it's true with electricity and people putting solar in a house now needing to pay for some fixed charges that it's it's the cost has to go somewhere so i, I understand why you'd want to have a fixed a fixed piece of that if you can survive the system. So I guess um, having read through, like I said, as, as well as I could in a rate study, I'm not a rate study person, I am seeing this. I, my perception is you've done a good job in some of the negotiations on this, and I'm comfortable with it. So I would support it. Okay. Jim. Okay. Uh, my compliments to staff. I'm looking at the June rate notice of uh, year 2024 and the draft MOU. That's uh, quite an improvement in, in uh, the cost of the customer. Um, I know you put a lot of work into this. Um, I do agree with um, uh, Commissioner Armon Armando. Armando. Sorry if I didn't say that. Did I did I butcher that? Yes. Amendola. Yeah. For your for your statement about uh, removing C in draft form, so I'm just agreeing with him on that. And my real question is, 
Uh, if we're getting this water with a minimum of uh, two, 2,200 acre feet per year uh, through um, 2026, 2,600 acre feet per year, is there anywhere to put that additional water if we don't use it? Uh, the Casitas customer side of our water equation. Uh, is our pipeline, will that be available by then to take some of the stress off of our water basins <coughs> on the east end? Or is, you know, uh, if we don't use it, we eat, I think was the, the way you stated it in simple terms. Right, so in terms of physically moving water, we are able to move water from the west side of the city sources to the east side currently. Um, the restriction um, from through the 2017 agreement is that we do not purchase more water than the in-district users use. Um, and I think at these 2200, 2600, or 22 to 2600, we should, the, um, like I said, the in-district usage has been between 35 and 104,000, so it should be fine for okay. that. Um, and what, what the plan is currently is to do is to, um, pump less mound water um, while we're um, prioritizing taking casitas water. Um, and that will nominally improve some, some water quality as well. Yeah, that was my question. It, will it be used elsewhere to relieve some of our other basins? And yeah, water, water gets pushed through the system as demands. Perfect. And so uh, it gets mixed within the system. Uh, I can see you did a lot of hard work and uh, I appreciate that. Okay. Um, my question has to do with, uh, I'm going to call it slide number five, I think is on you. <coughs> Back one more. There you go, this one here. Oh, oh this one? Okay. There you go, that one. Got it. Um, I'm an old veteran of a take or pay. Matter of fact, I negotiated with Susan, and at the end of it, guess what? I got caught short. <laughs> so this comes from a personal oh, experience. Yeah. yeah. Huh. <laughs> um, the true up, is it annual or is it at the end of the contract, at the end of year three? It's currently written as annual. It's registered as annual, okay. Um, what is staff's comfort level or what should I say, what is your level of optimism that you're going to be able to take the water and use it in system? I know you said that your current in, in district uses is about 3,500 <coughs> acre feet. Um, that it can't be moved around to the uh, other side, to the east side of the district, I get that. Uh, but we all understand conservation is um, growing. We also understand that with rate increases, that's going to even push harder for conservation and for more of those decorative lawns to come out. Also with the state requirements on uh, CII, <coughs> Um, and their lawns not being irrigated and all that. Do you really have a high level of confidence that you're going to be able to take this water and use it? Yes, yes we do. We, we sat down with our production staff to make sure that they're comfortable with these numbers um, and it will take some balancing and some uh, them prioritizing this as a water supply um, over this time period. Um, our um, in an average uh, Citywide usage has been um, about a little uh, around 13,700 acre feet per year, uh, citywide. Um, and in terms of uh, meeting some of the, the goals that you said about the not watering CII and the upcoming water budgets, 
we have estimated that we're meeting those standards already. So, you know, we're encouraging conservation. Um, we've seen, uh, we saw increased uh, conservation in the final year of the, the drought and through this wet year even more so uh, because it's been wet. Um, and so uh, I think our, our demands are, we don't see them increasing a ton. Um, we discussed more of that in the CWRR uh, in, in the winter. Um, but I think um, given our demands are pretty stable right now and I think we can um, increase, we can, we'll be able to uh, purchase this water. I don't have the data in front of me, so maybe you can help me with this. What, what is approximately the type of number of production that comes out of the Avenue plant in a year? So the, it depends on the river. Of course. Right, so the Avenue plant production will um, be dependent on the, um, what facilities are running on the river and the flows in the river. Um, so um, in, one endure, I think it was 2018 maybe, there was one year during the drought where it was a little bit wetter than the other years. And in that year, we produced almost 3,000 acre feet of water from the river uh, through the plant, but it's been closer to less than 2,000. Um, we've got down as low as 1,000 acre feet per year through the Avenue plant. Um, I don't have the numbers on what it is currently right now, year to date, but. Understood. What I'm getting at is trying to understand with this take or pay, um, has staff developed a um, priority matrix for what water you take when in order to make sure all of them are equally balanced or equally used or taken advantage of in order to reduce cost? I understand you have a water quality concern, so this sounds like it's going to be a three-point curve that you're going to be trying to balance on. Yeah. Um, has, has staff already put those together knowing this MOU and what you're trying to negotiate and accomplish? So we had that uh, prior to the previous drought. Um, we, during the drought, it was basically use what water is available. Um, and now that uh, just, you know, we're in the first year of not being in a drought. So um, <laughs> we've taken that time. What we know, we're working on that water prioritization now. It's gonna take us longer than what we needed to do to uh, resolve this issue with Casitas. Um, and so we kind of did a little mini version um, with staff on, you know, what what are we comfortable with taking from Casitas, um, and and where will we uh, balance that out from other supplies? And like I said, the the plan right now is um, to roughly take this, especially in the first year when it's just um, 2,200, to roughly take it evenly um, through the year, and then to pump pump less mound water. Um, and then, but we're going to look at prioritization in terms of does it make more sense for us to take more water in a certain month and less water in other months? Um, which other sources should we balance when we're taking casitas water? Uh, should we take more casitas water in a certain year? We're still working through that. Um, uh, hopefully, to do that over the uh, next few months. Okay. Um, before I come back to the commission, uh, Mike, did you want to say anything? Okay, very well. Um, last opportunity for any of the commissioners. Did you have any last minute thoughts that came up based on conversations? Yes, please. Thank George. you. Oh, hang on, Miles. Oh, Chair Ronio, if I could just clarify one point about legal review. 
I just want to let you know I, I did uh, discuss with staff the, the terms of the MOU and the concepts, and I don't have any concerns with the approach. So I did want to clarify that point. It's just I will then review it and put into appropriate legal form um, uh, before it's considered by city council. So I just wanted to clarify that point. And when I do that, I wouldn't uh, change any of the substance, um, just clarify and then add in you know, the standard legal provisions and make sure it's in the right format. So I just wanted to clarify what my plan would be um, in that review. Thank you. It did look uh, fairly straightforward and, and how it was put together and, and not been cluttered by an attorney touching it. So. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> <laughs> George. Thank you. So I'd just like to follow up with Mr. Hogan, if possible, for a moment. Mr. Hogan, so we should look at this as a framework of an agreement rather than the final agreement that would be put forth to council, a framework of a deal? That is correct. All the substantive provisions are in here uh, regarding the terms of the arrangement, um, but you know the standard legal terms that you would see uh, near the end of an agreement, that's what's not included and, um, yet. Okay. So those are the provisions that uh, I will add as well as uh, I assume Casitas' legal counsel. Okay, thank you. And if I can just ask a couple follow-up questions, but first I have a statement. Um, I happen to agree with Commissioner Amberster that staff did a good job on negotiating the reduction compared to um, the, the rate study that Casitas did. When I first read the report and I saw a 500% increase by 2028, that was real sticker shock. Um, I mean, that's not that far away, four years away, and a 500% increase. But then when I look through the study and I look through the schedule of water rates and identifying that, yes, for this year it's a 4% increase, but it escalates. It escalates in 2025 and 2026 significantly. So it's really more than 4%. And then in addition, if we exceed the draw of 2,200 acre feet in 2024 and 2,400 acre feet in 2025 and 2,600 acre feet in 2026, the resale gravity pull on page 30 increases our cost basis from $1.77 to $1.95. And just for a point of clarification, is that an HCF charge, or is that per acre foot charge? The numbers in, in the rate study are, are per HCF. Per HCF, right. So this, this, graph, this chart converts them to acre feet, so this would be the rates that we're paying per acre foot in the MOU, and this would be the rates per acre foot, roughly, um, in the... Um, this is this well. This isn't. This combines the fixed and the variable charge, so it's not quite the same. But right. Okay. So if we exceed the take or pay allotment, and I've been on the downside of this myself a few times, it's never any fun. <laughs> it, especially when you know you have no way to recuperate or offset. 
And I don't think Ventura has a way to offset a take or pay because we're not in a buy-sell situation. We're just in a, a buying situation. So if we look at page 30, 31, in the second year, our HCF charge is $1.90, but if we exceed 2,400 acre feet, our resale gravity charge goes from $1.90 to $2.16. And that now becomes, not only is it a 10% increase, but then it becomes another roughly 10%, a 20% increase from 2024. And then it escalates in 2026. And it gets even better. We go in 2026 to $2.02 at 2,600 acre feet. But then if we exceed 2,600 acre feet, our cost goes up to $2.37. And these are pretty significant increases if we exceed the take or pay. Where now, are you reading this? I'm sorry, I'm just. I picked it up out of the staff report, and that was in the hyperlink for the Casitas. You had to really drill into it. All metric rates. Yeah. So is, is that correct, Jennifer, that per the MOU that would happen? If you bought more water, your unit cost would be higher? The way the MOU is currently written is that the, um, the rates in the schedule of water rates table that's included in the MOU is the volumetric rate for um, the water up into the minimum. Oh. Um, and if we purchase over the minimum, then it reverts to the published water rates in the um, uh, rate study. And let me just add to the story, if I may. And Ms. Trebo and I had this discussion earlier. And this is my concern about the way the MOU language is written. And this is why I think it needs further scrutiny. So, and Mr. Hogan, we haven't had a chance to discuss this. And I haven't had a chance to provide any written comments to staff. But, The devil's in the details. And it's all subject to interpretation. The best scenario is we take it, we sign it, we put it in the drawer. It's the best scenario possible. But if there's an issue, they pull the agreement out and somebody tries to interpret it. And then maybe we wind up in a dispute and it becomes a dispute over words and the way it's written. And unfortunately, I perceive that not only can we revert to these pages 30 and 33, but if we reflect on the language in number five, we could revert back to the actual rate study, which, Ms. Trebo, could you tell us what the charges would be in the rate study? Volumetric? Volumetric it, charges? Yeah, that were, if we were to have to default back to the charges in the rate study, what would they be? So that's the, so for volumetric, the rate study sets the resale gravity at 
um, a dollar ninety five. $2.16 and $2.37 right. over the next three years. Right. So there's the risk, the way this agreement's written, that if, if it's not written correctly, we could refer back to this rate study as opposed to the negotiated rate. And that's a big part of my concern. And Com Commissioner Amendola, I, I think that is actually clear in the MOU as it's currently that. drafted that the... Um, if the city purchases more than the minimum take or pay amount, then it would pay um, the additional volumetric charges in the rate study as published, not you know what's attached uh, as the schedule of water rates attached to the MOU. So that so that's the intent. So if if the commission what has feedback on that, um, it would be good to hear that now. Um, and I can uh, work to clarify that language to make that more clear, um, but, but that's, the, that's the intent, um, but I, the way so, it's drafted. Sir, Commissioner Aranio, can I continue this dialogue? Thank you. Um, I, I understand the intent, and it's pretty clear to me what the intent is. However, when an attorney sitting on the opposite end of this may be arguing it, they may not necessarily see that from uh, the other side. And so that, I believe, is a big risk. But I understand your comments. I certainly do. I, I just perceive that there's a lot of risk within a, a default back to the charges of the rate study as it's related to the language in item number five and as it's currently written. And we did talk about this at length earlier. And then the other comment I have, uh, going back to Chair Aranio's, you asked about the true up. And I believe the answer was it's an annual true up. Correct. Okay. Is there any opportunity to do it on a monthly true up just to make sure we don't wind up short coming up on any particular cycle and to stay ahead of any shortfalls or any overages? Um, I'm, I'm used to being very aggressive with analytics. And anyway, this is a concern that I have with true ups. So in terms of tracking, we, we track our monthly, we track our purchases and production on a monthly basis. So we'll be monitoring internally um, that we're doing it. As I said, the, the intention right now is to, at least for the first year, uh, try to take equal amounts per month. So we'll be setting um, that minimum purchase and um, production staff will be working to, to do that over the month. Um, and so I think, uh, but, but having to uh, have a true up every month, I don't think that will be helpful. Um, it doesn't give us enough flexibility um, mm -hmm. if um, demands are down or, uh, you know, there's uh, the rivers flowing a lot and we just don't need 
that additional water to be able to make it up through the year. Okay. Um, and then, as I said, we are working through a water prioritization, uh, water supply prioritization process. And so probably for the future years, we'll have more detailed um, monthly objectives that won't just be one twelfth of the minimum. Um, but I think for now, um, I understand. Staff would like at least an annual, uh, you know, at, at least an annual uh, yeah. true up versus a monthly. Okay, and then just one last question. As far as the take or pay, if if we're on the pay side as opposed to the take side, and we're short on, let's say, the 2,200 acre feet. <coughs> Is there an opportunity to carry over the shortfall to the following year? Not as currently written. Um, and the reason why I bring this up is, let's say th there is a force majeure event or, or a, a not a force majeure event, but there's an interruption of service. And the city of Ventura is not causing that interruption of service, but the city of Ventura is still on the hook for the take or pay, would it be reasonable that the city of Ventura should have to still pay that annual charge? And so that's why I'm wondering if there's an opportunity to do a carry forward. So, so as provision six, the interruption of service was the attempt to address that issue. Um, but, um, as Commissioner Armandola pointed out earlier, it credits the city back its volumetric charges related to that amount, um, but not any associated fixed charges. Okay. Thank you, sir. Good answer. Okay. Emily, did you have any uh, follow-up or no. secondary? Susan? I have a few questions. Um, first of all, I think I would like to address that incremental cost of going over by my calculation, because you aren't paying the fixed cost, and at that point you're paying only the variable cost, in the out year, it's only $1,083 an acre foot. So you're actually paying less. So I don't have a concern about the fact that it reverts to the rates, because you're paying variable only at that point. The, the, yeah, the, the only rate, we're, we're still paying fixed charges, but we're paying the fixed charges in the agreement. Right. And then, but we it, pay you, the variable rates in the rates that. And it's actually less per acre foot right. once you get above that minimum. So I don't have a concern about that. Um, I also wanted to dig a little bit into the risk of outage. Um, mm -hmm. Mike, what, uh, given where the lake's at now, do you have any reason to believe you'd be in allocations in the next three years? And what's the longest outage that Casitas has had for the city that you're aware of? Okay. Oh, good. Um, yeah, I was, Miles was looking at me. Um, you know, I think maybe service interruptions for maintenance on, maintenance on um, meter equipment, things like that, but. So you're talking um, really, days, really at, days at most, typically? Hours, you know. Um, we're, we're very aware of the need for the city to have that supply when it's turned on to stay on. Okay. So that's, that's the way we operate. Okay. Thank you. That, that's all. Okay. Um, 
interesting discussion. I guess I'm looking at this from the system perspective, and we've heard concerns about what are we going to do if we can't take the water because there's too much water. I've heard concerns it's going to be too expensive if we do take it. it when you look at the system that we're in, and, and unfortunately our general manager knows I've been doing that in some detail, we have water coming from four different basins. Uh, we have water from this supply. We have the ability, I think, to manage it. It goes back to, to our chairman's discussion about in the future, I think as we look at these water supplies, there's a lot of flexibility. And some of your groundwater basins, apparently, I guess, in the, uh, in the Santa Paula Basin, you actually have about 10 years seven years where you could flex so you could take more water or take less water it starts to give you a lot of flexibility in the drought so i think when i look at this yeah some of these cost more when they get at a certain point but in fact they don't it's the variable cost not the total cost i guess i'm pretty comfortable the city has a lot of ability to move water around of different qualities at different times and we're going to need this water depending on what happens on some of the Groundwater sustainability plans, Fox Groundwater Basin is talking as much as 45% less water out of that basin than others. If I've done my homework correctly, and I'm, I don't, won't publish all my notes, but I've been digging through all the reports. And so I, I think we have a lot of flexibility to not get burned, is what it comes down to. But if we need the water, we're going to need it, and we're going to pay for it. But I, I think it's good to have three years. I go back to the comment about disaggregating the cost what does that look like um, is it actually fair to do that or not you got a big facilities up there you got a, I happen to have a chance to tour the fish uh, screens up there the other day I went on public tours learning about all the money you spend <coughs> just to get water into the lake it, there's a lot of fixed costs apparently uh, in, in doing some of that so um, I guess my comments are I'm not uncomfortable with this uh, I think the city as we look at the other water supplies from the state and we look at the water potentially from uh, pure water, how you operate the systems and droughts and and in uh, times of a lot of water, you're going to move the system around. And so I think you have the flexibility to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. from a, I mean, I, I've spent a lot of time looking at this and this is what I do. Uh, and I think the staff has to do this, not me. But I think there's ways to look, and I look forward to those discussions later. Okay. Yeah, I, I think um, in the past we've been in some uncertainty in terms of looking forward at our water supplies, and I think we, we still have challenges and droughts. Um, and as uh, the MOU states, we would like to incorporate more of these concepts into our uh, a revised 2017 agreement. However, due to the uncertainty of a longer term than three years, we don't have the time to do that right now. So we chose uh, three years because um, it's long enough to give Casitas time to get their rates in place. Um, uh, it uh, you know, uh, limits some of the more uh, steep rate increases. Um, and then we feel like we have, it's a short enough time frame where we can be confident that we can abide by this agreement and not, you know, go over or under mm -hmm. um, by too much, so. Okay. Jim. I'm good, thank you. Okay. Um, and Susan stole my thunder. You and I were thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> <It was hard. laughs> About the uh, volumetric cost when you go over the 20, 2200. We've done a lot of rates in our case. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, I got you. Okay. 
Um, we have heard from two commissioners. Okay, so, so far here we are in the process. We've uh, completed A, we've completed B. I think staff has received comments and has those uh, marked down and thought about. I did hear two comments or two questions or concerns from um, commissioners to not accept the uh, recommendation of staff and move this forward to city council. I don't know if you would, to, if either one of you two still feel that way, or if you'd like to put that in a motion for further discussion. Um, but there's your opportunity. So I would like to make a motion to eliminate C. Okay. And move forward with B. Okay. Um, do I have a second? Can I make a quick comment? Or I have to wait. <laughs> well, Mr. <laughs> Attorney, <laughs> let's go to the referee. Uh, so if there's not a second, then the motion would die for lack of second, and you could consider uh, alternate motions. I guess, but the, the confusion that jumped up was someone asked to make a comment before a second is made that may influence a second. Uh, you can uh, briefly ask a question regarding the motion. I think you've addressed the fact that C would be appropriate other than the fact you're just changing some legalese to, to meet the content that you need. The intent of that would be met, uh, so I'm changing my thought that we could accept the uh, a, B, and C together? Yes, yeah, so you can propose a friendly amendment to the motion maker and see if they will accept that, and then you could second the motion. Okay, so make a proposal that we, under that consideration, we accept A, B, and C uh, with the fact that just legal jargon would be put in there, but the intent remains the same. Are you good with that? I think so, yes. Okay. Okay. Do you have a second? Do we, are we voting on this? Well, we have a first, so anyone second? So second to clarify, your motion is to do as the staff recommends? Yes, with, the, with his clarification. Okay. So the, just to clarify the record, the maker of the motion is Commissioner Amendola um, because he accepted the friendly amendment and that was seconded by uh, Commissioner Ackerman. Thank you. Got it. Okay, over to you. Commissioner Amendola? Yes. Commissioner Armbrister? Yes. Commissioner Mulligan? Yes. Commissioner Savage? Yes. Vice Chair Ackerman? Yes. Chair Aranio? Aye. And the motion passes with six. Six? Aye. 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 Okay. Was that, were you going to do applause? Yeah, I was looking, uh, thank you. Okay. Um, with that being the, uh, uh, since this is a special meeting and we're only allowed to talk about this one topic and nothing else. We're going to call this meeting adjourned at this time. Uh, thank you, everyone, and we'll uh, see you again on November 28th. Or to call the chair if there happens to be an emergency before then. Thank you. Thank you, boys.